Joy to the world. Um, some of you probably are wishing you were out shopping or you're, you're going to be getting ready to leave. You're just going to just race out of here and all that. But, you know, um, we just taken a few minutes to be together here and, and I won't keep you long. But <clears throat> it's really, it's so much more than just shopping and all that stuff. And we know that. And, and I, I'm not going to go off on the big, big thing of, well, it's, well, you know, we lose the meaning of Christmas and all that stuff. Um, because, you know, if you look at the history of it, actually some of the stuff we added to what they were already doing in the world and, you know, whatever. We, we just want to talk a little bit about this is when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. It doesn't matter what the world is doing and all that stuff. It's just that we also... Think about it at this time of the year where there's hope and there's peace and there's truth and there's life. And, and these are the things that we need. And it's not just now, but, but really it's all through the year. Um, we were praying and, and somebody said something about, um, you know, sometimes we only come certain times to hear. But really, I think there's a band named Everyday Jesus. Is there? Is that true? If not, let's start one. Because yeah. <laughs> it's really everyday Jesus. And, and uh, the question that I was thinking about for this week and, and uh, for what I wanted to talk about today as we take a little, uh, uh, little side, um, from, aside from our study in Colossians is what can you hold on to in this world? And is anything for sure? What can you hold on to in this world and is anything for sure? And I, wanna, and I just want to reiterate today and say today there's only one thing that's sure and it's Jesus. His love for us. It says, he, you know, nothing can separate us from his love. His presence, it says that he will never leave us or forsake us. Now you cannot say that about anything. You cannot say that about everything else. Because we get separated from people. This world, we get separated from people in this world and in this life. And, and, and sometimes, you know, people's love for us isn't always that strong or consistent or, or whatever. So if we're, we're, if we're building our lives on all sorts of other things, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be hurt. What can you hold on to in this world? Is anything for sure? And it's Jesus, the virgin birth, the, the sinless life that's God with us, that the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And these are what we can build our lives upon, this foundation. So the, the theme that I want to talk about for a few minutes today is this foundation, this rock, this, this uh, certainty, this surety that we have in Jesus Christ. Because it's, as, we, as we think, and it's been a horrible week in a lot of different ways around the world, and there's so many other things that are crashing, so many other things that are, that are just sort of teetering on the edge. You know, the fiscal cliff is the big news thing now, but there's so much more than that, you know. And what are you going to hold on to in this world? What can you hold on to? What can you build your life upon? Let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, and these are the last verses in what we call the Sermon on the Mount, which I think is kind of appropriate because, you know, he's been, he's been talking in, in really, you know, he might have had more things to say. We just have, you know, the three chapters here written down, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and, and I'm sure he had more things to say, but this kind of sums it all up here in these verses here. 
Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, it says, Therefore, after all that he's been saying, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. He's talking about the foundation on the rock, and, he, and, and we all know that the foundation is upon him. When you are purchasing a house or thinking about buying one, you always get an inspector, usually you have to, to come out and like look at the house and make sure it's sound, make sure it's, it's not going to fall over. And one of the things they do, they go down to the basement or whatever kind of foundation you have, and they look at it and they, they, they determine whether it's sound or not. Will it hold up? Someone pointed out Jesus being a carpenter by trade, he understood about a good foundation. And that you and I, we need to build our faith. We need to build our lives. We need to realize that, that what we hold on to is what we build our foundation upon. For those of you that, that, that are in the construction business, you know, nowadays, uh, my house, uh, the house we live in, it's not really mine. It doesn't really belong to me. The bank owns it, whatever, but, you know, even then, it doesn't really belong to you. It's just a house just where you live. But when you go down there, there's a whole bunch of these big stones, right? Because it's old. And then there's like layers of brick. And then, and then there's, uh, you know, the framing. But nowadays, when they build a foundation, they use a lot of concrete. And they put forms around the concrete so that the concrete's going to be the right shape and the right size, the right thickness. And then they usually put what's called rebar in there which is just a shortened form of reinforcement, reinforcing bar, like steel, metal in there, so that it's all kind of you know, put together that it's going to be very, very strong. And, and, then, and then you have this, this frame that, that rises, but of course the frame needs to be bolted to the foundation, right? You can build on top of the foundation, but if it's not bolted to the foundation and, and a very, very severe storm comes, guess what's going to happen? It, and, and that has happened during big storms where, the, where it's not connected to the foundation properly and, and just pulls it right off. Jesus is the rock, and we need to be so connected to him, bolted to him in our lives He's the only foundation that's going to stand. And we build on sand or we build on rock. We hold on to Jesus or we hold on to the things of this world. He said here that there were different things that were going to happen. He said that the winds would come, the rain would come, the streams would rise. And you don't have to be um, a rocket scientist to realize that's what happens in life, isn't it? Rains come. Rain on our parade, the streams rise when we're not planning on it, the winds blow all of a sudden. And where are you and I going to find the security? Where are we going to find that stability? 
It's got to be building our, building our house, building our lives upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Say, well, I thought this was Christmas. Yeah, it is Christmas, but this is, you know, he didn't just come so we could, you know, sit around a little creche and like, you know, uh, say, oh, isn't that cute or anything. This is, he came for a purpose. He came to, to, to give his life for us that we might give our lives and build our lives completely and totally upon him. I got some verses I want to look at, and again, I'm not going to keep you long today because uh, we all are very busy. We got a lot of things going on, some of us, and, and that. But I want, uh, again, to, to take these few minutes to think about this foundation. What is the foundation, Jesus said? It's either sand or it's rock, it's either stone or something shifting, something unstable. So let's go back to the Old Testament because it kind of goes all the way throughout, and some of the some of the most incredible verses are found in the Old Testament. Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah first. Isaiah chapter 28 and uh, verse 16. We're going to go to Isaiah. We're going to go to Deuteronomy, Samuel, and, and then some Psalms together. Uh, because there's so many uh, verses about this. It's so huge. It's so huge. But it's also strong. Look at Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. says, So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, for what? For a sure foundation. And the one who trusts will never be dismayed. Now, that verse is talked about in the New Testament, isn't it? That verse is quoted in the New Testament speaking about who? About Jesus, definitely. And he's that precious cornerstone. But he says here, for the sure foundation. And, and part of building our lives upon this foundation is what is talked about right here. The one who trusts, the one who trusts in him will never be dismayed. When the storms Come when the rains come, the streams rise, the winds blow. The one who trusts, the one who trusts will never be dismayed. Are you building your life on that foundation and trusting in him? How about Isaiah chapter 33? Isaiah 33, head, verse 5 and 6. It says, the Lord is exalted. For he dwells on high, and he will fill Zion with justice and righteousness. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. And the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. It tells us a couple things there. In one of the versions, I, I noticed said he'll be the stability. The stability, the sure foundation for your times. He'll be the foundation for you and I, a sure foundation. But he also tells us here, we saw in the last verse, that trusting is part of it. And here also the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. The fear of the Lord, having a right relationship, understanding that he's the almighty God. That's not being afraid of him. It's having a healthy fear that he is the almighty holy God and that we worship and adore him. 
The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. I like that word treasure. This foundation, you know, this is not, this is not just a, you know, a book of rules and regulations for us to follow. This is a book that shows us the, the treasure of life is having a relationship and building our lives upon Him. And, and no matter what comes in life, that, that if we're built upon the rock, we're going we're gonna to survive, we're going to make it. We're going to get through. And that's a treasure. That is a treasure for you and for me. Let's go back now to Deuteronomy, the fifth book, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, chapter 32. Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. I liked what Donna had to say this morning about you know, things lining up with the Word of God because, we, because that's, what we, that's what guides us. That, that's what gives us the direction. That's what, what gives us the understanding. Without God's Word, you know, we're just like shooting in the dark. And for us to, to have God's Word and, and not read it, not understand it, we're going to look at that next in our next study in Colossians about, about you know, that we're, we're uh, having the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. But look at verse 4, it says, He is the rock. He is the rock. It's not just a rock, but it's Him. Building our lives upon Him. He is the rock and His works are perfect and all His ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is He. So not only is, is he the rock, but, but we, we can safely build upon him because of the kind of foundation that he is. It, it explains to us a little bit about who he is there, the fact that everything he does is perfect and right. That all of his ways are just, and we can trust him that he's faithful. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He never does wrong. He's upright. He's just. It says that twice there in, the, in that verse. You can trust and build your life upon Him because He will do the right thing. He is right and just. Can you say that about any other person in this world? Can you say that about any other system, about any other thing that you have in this life? Like I said, if you have it all, where, where are you going to keep it anyways? To build upon Him, to build our lives upon Him. Now let's go ahead to, to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 2. So that's going to be going ahead, uh, I don't know how many books, but not too many. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. 1 Samuel chapter 22, chapter 2, I'm sorry, chapter 2. We're going to go into 2 Samuel 22 in a minute, but 1 Samuel chapter 2, uh, this is a, from uh, a prayer of a gal named Hannah who, <clears throat> you know, was wanting God to hear her prayer and, and God heard her prayer. God answered her and gave her this little boy whose name was Samuel. But look what it says there in, in chapter 2 of 1 Samuel, verses 1 and 2. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. 
In the Lord my horn is lifted high, and my mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord, and there is no one beside you, and there is no rock like our God. She knew it by experience that there, there was no other hope anywhere else except in the rock like our God. There's no rock like our, there, there is no other way, there is no other avenue, there is no other kind of thing that you can find security and stability in. It's just not out there. You say, well, that's kind of, uh, you know, narrow-minded or whatever, but it's just the truth of what it is. That's why Jesus would say that he was the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through him. That's just the way it is. There are no other systems, no other religions, no other uh, messiahs except the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we build our life upon. There is no rock like our God. We don't have to be ashamed about that. We don't have to be embarrassed about that. It just is the way that it is. How about 2 Samuel chapter 22 now? Next book, 2 Samuel chapter 22. David puts it into a song. Hannah puts it into a prayer. David sings in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1. David sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. From violent men you save me. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Again, talks about who, who he knew God to be in his life. And David had faced all kinds of trials, troubles, tribulations, some of them from the outside, some of them he brought upon himself. Yes, we know that. But at the end of the day, he said, the Lord is my rock. He's the one that I can hold on to, my fortress I can, I can be safe in, where I can take refuge, the stronghold. And then he says, my Savior. He's my Savior. He's my Savior. Can we say that about our Lord Jesus Christ, that he's my Savior, he's my rock. I'm building my life upon him. Can we say that? doesn't matter whether we can say Merry Christmas or not. It matters whether we can say Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior, and I'm building my life upon Him. That's what matters. That's what people are going to see in our lives. They're not going to go, wow, you said Merry Christmas. Wow. Now I know the way. No, they're going to look at our lives. They're going to see what kind of lives that we have and who we are in Jesus Christ. How about Psalm chapter 40? Psalm 40. Go ahead a little ways, not too far. Psalm chapter 40. I like what it says here. Psalm chapter 40, verse 1. I like what it says everywhere in here, but, but this kind of is cool. Psalm 40. And this is from David as well. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me. And he heard my cry. And look at verse 2. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. 
out of the mud and mire, and he set my feet on a rock, and he gave me a firm place to stand. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. I couldn't even get out of the mud and mire without the help of God. And then he planted me and he put me upon the rock. He heard David's cry, he hears our cries, and he answers us. And he'll give us a firm place to stand. There, There are not a lot of firm places to stand in this world and in this life. There just aren't. I think most of us already know that by now. You're going to stand upon your bank account. (laughs) I don't know about you, but man. I was talking to... uh, to Norman uh, the other day, and, and you know we, we kind of have it. It's a little bit better in our country, like, but in some countries you put stuff in the bank and people won't even put them in the bank because all of a sudden they just disappear. We, you know, we're a little better off here in this country. The systems are a little stronger, and usually what you put there is still there, unless it's like stocks and bonds, and then you know you put it there, and then well, some of it's there. <laughs> And then, you know what I'm saying. Those of you that are like all into all that stuff. It's not a very firm place to stand. God forbid even just our relationships and, our, and the things we have in this world. They're not firm places to stand upon. It doesn't mean that we don't value our families. We don't value the people we love, the people in our fellowship. We do. But we've got to build our lives upon something stronger than that. Because that's when we build our lives upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, that's what makes those relationships strong. Do you know what I'm saying? When we build upon Him, that makes the relationships even stronger. How about Psalm 61? We sang it this morning, and now you can say that you have memorized verses in the Bible. Psalm 61, we sang it, you know it, because isn't it true that when you sing things, they're kind of like there? This is a great one to sing in the middle of the night, you know. You say, you're always saying that. Well, you know, I'm I'm always awake in the middle of the night, and, I, and, and what helps me to go back to sleep is to sing something in my head. When we learn new songs, I'll, give you, I'll tell you a secret. When we learn new songs, and, I, and like, then it's like I can't get that song out of my head, and I have to try to find another song, because like, if, if it's always the same song over and over, you're like making yourself insane, right? even if it's a good song. Now you know like why I'm kind of insane, or one of the reasons, Right? I'm leaving. I can't take it. I just can't take this. It's too much pressure. Psalm, Psalm 61, verse 1 and 2. Now, this is, this is the NIV. The, the song that we sing is from the King James Version. But hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint, the way we sing it, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. Thou hast been a shelter unto me and a, and a strong tower against the enemy. We sing that song. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. One thing I want to point out on this verse is that sometimes that's what we build our lives upon, me. But there's a much stronger, higher tower to build upon, and it's Jesus Christ, rock. He is the rock. One more out of the psalm, the next one, Matthew chapter six, or Psalm chapter 62 and verse 2. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. He alone is my rock and my salvation. We can also try to build upon a bunch of things all at the same time, but there's only one sure foundation. Let's go back to the New Testament now, back to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, I have a few more verses before we close. Matthew chapter 16. In verse 18, a somewhat misunderstood verse in some situations. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades or hell will not overcome it. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus said on this rock, he's going to build his church and we can be strong. But the misunderstanding is who, which rock was he talking about? Was he talking about Peter? God forbid if, we, if, we, if we're building our lives upon Peter, because when you study the life of Peter and you see, yeah, God, he was one of the apostles. He was a, God used him in a lot of different ways, but, but Peter was all up and down. Peter, you know, he was very um, emotional, you might say. He's very kind of, his, he, he just went, it was all over the map, right? One minute he's saying, you know, you are just, you are it, Jesus. And that's many saying, Jesus, I need, I need to give you some counseling. The thing about the cross you're talking about, no, you know, let me, let me kind of fill you in. Like, that's not really the best thing for you to do right now. And we're going to build our lives upon that? No, no, he's not talking about Peter as a person, is he? He's talking about something that Peter said, though. Look back in verse um, 15. He says, what about you? He asked who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but, but, but by my Father in heaven. You are the Christ. You are the anointed one. You are the Messiah. You are the answer to the, to the needs of all mankind. That's what the word Christ means, the one, the anointed one. You are the answer. And Jesus said upon that, the rock of that confession, that truth of Jesus Christ being the answer, that's what the church is built upon. And that's what our lives need to be built upon. Matthew chapter 21. 
Matthew chapter 21, verse 42. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the Scriptures the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone, the cornerstone? And the Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Who's he talking about? About Jesus. But then look what he says in verses 43 and 44. Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. The Jews were rejecting Jesus Christ. But he, he says this in verse 44. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. Which one do you want to be? The one who falls upon the stone? And, and yes, we're broken, but, but you know what? The truth is we need to be broken before him. That, that's a good place to be. And David talks about you know, being, having a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise in Psalm 51. To be broken is better than to be crushed. And we have a choice to make, to fall upon the rock. Hebrews talks about the hope that's offered to us. He says that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It's strong, the hope that we get in Jesus Christ. Last verse, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 6. Last verse before we close. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 and 47. This, these verses are, are what we call the parallel verses to those verses we looked at in Matthew chapter 6, the, the verses about that foundation. This is Luke's recounting. And he adds an interesting thing. He, he adds a couple uh, of words Look at verses 46 and 47. He says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? He said, I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. A few interesting things I noticed there. One is, is in verse 47 where he says, the one who comes to me. That's step one, we've got to come to him. Come to him. Step two, he says, who hears my words. And step three, he says, he puts them into practice. And he, the one that does those three things, is like the one who, who is building a house and digging down deep into that foundation, that rock. He dug down deep. You know, there is no place for superficiality in, in our faith. You know, I think that's, that's a temptation for us to just be kind of superficial, just kind of on the surface. 
And, and even our relationship with Jesus, yeah, we talk about him, but, but it's very superficial. It's on the surface of that rock. But he's saying here, no, you dig down deep. And one of the, one of the things that I, I want to uh, point out in this is that, number one, you come to him. Number two, you hear his words. But number three, you put it into practice. You've, we've got to do what he says. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commands, my word. It's not just words that we memorize and think about, but it's building our lives on that foundation is actually doing what he says to do. If his word says that this is what I want you to do, the basic principles of life, how I want you to live, and then specifically how he would lead us and guide us and, and, and direct us, Come to him, hear his words, and put them into practice. This is, the, this is the man, he said, who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when the, when the torrent came, it wouldn't shake it because it was well built. That's the only security that we have, the only stability that we have, coming to Jesus Christ and the rock of our salvation and and hearing his word, but not just stopping there, but actually doing what he says. Doing what he says. Well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people who know about Jesus, don't ever do anything that he says. That's a dangerous place to be in. Let me quote to you the song that we're going to sing in just a minute. My hope is built from the old hymn, uh, hymn uh, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Let's pray together, shall we? Our great and awesome God, Father, the rock whom we can trust in, who you are faithful, you are strong and secure. All your ways are just, true, and holy. And we can build our lives upon you because of who you are. Father, uh, we, we come to you this morning. We come to the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we want to hear your words but also, Lord, enable us to put them into practice, to do what they say, that we might live a life, live the life that's built upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Not just now, Lord, not just Christmas, but every day, an everyday foundation, an everyday walk with Jesus, an everyday obedience to the Lord, to his word. Lord, we need your help to do that. You're the one that lifted us up out of the, the muck and the mire and the slime and the pit. And you can all also enable us to do what we need to do to walk with you and talk with you and call you our Lord and Savior. Father, I pray for each one of us as we go out from here, even today, that you'd remind us of your word that we've heard today, Lord, to build our, our lives upon the rock, not upon sinking sand, but upon the rock of Jesus, and to live for you. Maybe today 
you're facing, as we're just closing in prayer, maybe you're facing con- some kind of things that are, are, are those storms, those torrents, the streams are rising, the wind is blowing. Put your eyes upon Jesus, upon the rock. He's the one who's going to get you through. He's the only one that will get you through. Trust in him. Tell him right now, Lord, I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. Maybe there's some here today who have never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior while we're praying. Now is an opportunity I want to give you right now to put your trust in him. Maybe you, you know about this world that it doesn't offer anything secure. There's nothing really to hold on to. But you've never trusted in Jesus Christ to find out that he is the one that you can hold on to. And now is a good day. Now is a day to give your life to Jesus Christ, to believe in him as the Lord, as the one who died for you, who loves you, who rose from the dead. That you can believe him and that you can receive him in your life and inside your heart. And he will come in and and, uh, give you the hope the help, and the eternal life that he alone can give. If that's you today, I want to give you the opportunity right here, right now, to simply open your heart and life to him, and and your life will be changed forever. Simply call out to him as we sang, Hear my cry, O God, hear my cry, Jesus, to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior, the rock of my life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.